Hello and welcome to Follow the Leader Radio, featuring Sunday Sermon Review. Uh. Hello, my name is Robert Pearson, your host for Sunday Sermon Review, the weekly show where I review a sermon. Before we get into it, remember, please, show notes will be on the website as well as a full-length audio recording of this Hello, my name is Robert Pearson, your host for Sunday Sermon Review, the weekly show where I review a sermon. Before we get into it, I'd like to remind you the show notes are always on our website at lead to live lead the number two dot L-I-V-E forward slash follow the leader. All verses mentioned will be listed there and hyperlinked through to blueletterbible.org. Awesome online Bible. Go check it out, especially for original language nerds. The best. Also, before we begin, always remember this is positive, and this is so we can learn stuff, and I just, this is how I enjoy sermons, is I love breaking down the logic and nuance to it. No harsh criticism at all, no negativity in this space. This week's sermon is delivered by Pastor Bill Frasnelli at Jubilee Christian Center in Fairfax, Virginia. You can find the full audio of the sermon online at jccag.org forward slash sermons.html. That's jccag.org forward slash sermons.html. This is the sermon for August 13th, 2017. Should be at the top of the list. They're a little behind on getting them up. It'll just be patient. It'll be up there soon. The title of the sermon is God Held Captive to the Mission. Now, before I start getting into the sermon, I'd like to explain the title a little bit, because that's kind of a weird phrase, God held captive. You think God isn't held captive to anything. The way Pastor Bill does his sermons is he picks a theme for the year, and all of the sermons kind of fit and are different legs on that theme, different ways of looking at that one core theme. And the theme for this year is God held captive. And what he's doing is he's going throughout the Bible and finding places where God puts limitations on himself or he chooses not to exert his full authority and power in certain situations uh, so that people learn things and so people are able to become better or learn a lesson uh, or he is brought glory through the circumstances. The primary passage and story that this idea comes from is when uh, God allows the Ark of the Covenant to fall captive to the Philistines. The Israelites were told not to attack, and they decide, no, we're going to attack, and they bring the Ark of the Covenant and two priests with them. The priests are killed, and the Ark is captured by the Philistines, who take it to their capital city. And the Ark, at this time, under that covenant, really was the presence of God on the earth and in Israel. And God allowed the Philistines to exert authority over the Ark of the Covenant. Um, because it's not a magic talisman, it was God as a, um, you know, having a personality and a will of his own, choose, chose to act through that, that item, that implement, the, the Ark that he had them build. And so kind of looking at that as a, as a type of event or as a, as a way of that God chooses to act in the world and in people's lives, you look, he, um, 
Pastor Bill looks at different passages in the Bible in different circumstances where God allows people to exert their own authority and their own power on a situation so they can experience how badly that goes. And so that God will ultimately be vindicated in that situation, the way he was with the Philistines, by cursing them with plagues and stuff, just by them having the, the ark. So, taking that lens now, we move to uh, the primary passage for this uh, sermon. Numbers chapter 13, verses 23 to, 25 to 33. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a long story. But this is the story where the people of Israel are sitting just outside of the promised land the first time. And they send in 12 spies, one spy from each tribe of Israel. And I don't know. I, don't know, I grew up with this church song. 12, how many spies went into Canaan? 10 were bad and 2 were good. 12 spies went into Canaan. 10 were bad and 2 were good. It's many years of dust cover those song lyrics, but that's as much as I can remember. So, coming back from the promised land, ten of the spies said, oh no, they're all giants and they're going to eat us and we can't do it. And Joshua and Caleb alone said, no, the Lord is with us. Let's take this land. It's awesome. Let's go do stuff. Rah! Let's go. And so this is where Pastor Bill zeroes in then on Numbers 13, verse 30, where Caleb takes a minute to speak. And I will read this verse. Once again, out of the English Standard Version. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And Pastor Bill takes this verse, takes what Caleb says, and then uses that as his outline to create his outline for the, the rest of the sermon to communicate the message. So the four points are a challenge to cooperate, a challenge to action, a challenge to advance, and a challenge of urgency. So the challenge to cooperate comes from let us the first thing Caleb starts with is let us, we as a group, as, as, a, as a unit, as the nation of Israel. Several times in the Old Testament it mentions the, uh, the entire nation of Israel coming forth as one man whenever uh, something needed to be done and an army needed to be rallied very quickly. It always says the nation of Israel came forward as one man in a, in a unit and how powerful that, that teamwork is. And uh, Pastor Bill talks about the idea that that's why we're in churches, that's why we work as groups and as a team, we are the body of Christ and we all function together. And a supplementary text he pulls for that is Romans chapter 10, verses 12 to 15. And uh, I'm going to just read 14 and 15. These are the, the usually the high traffic verses when it talks about preachers. But how then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe on him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And so Pastor Bill takes this and says, this is how the church behaves. There are people that, uh, that are sent. 
and there are people that send and it's it's a team thing you don't have to be a missionary you can just be a guy at church who donates for the mission field and that's your mission you're also of course the missionary to your work um, a cool thing i picked up from another pastor is you're the pastor where you're at you're that's that's part of part of your body you know not everybody is going to be a missionary but you are definitely going to be a missionary to the used car dealership that you work at or the construction site that you work on that's your mission field so how beautiful are those the feet for everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved how then will they call on him whom they have not believed and how are they to believe on him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Pastor Bill uses this then to show the body of Christ works as a team. And in order for anyone to be saved, people have to be going and people have to be sending. And it's... it's it has to be both. It's a team. We are a team. And just like any other team, there's no unimportant part because they all play a part. So he moves from the emphasis on the, the call to, to cooperate and the call to unity to now it's let us go up. There's action, immediately an action verb. Caleb is calling the people together and then he's calling them to move to do something to go get some and uh, as a as a supplemental verse the uh, for for the challenge to action point pastor bill uses luke chapter 14 verse 23 and the master said to the servant go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled it's uh, from a pro parable that Jesus is delivering and he's the in the example the feast is the new heaven and new earth and the servant are uh, workers and the Christians sort of and so that's they're being told to go out and to you have to go work you have to go and find people and look and there's always an action for you as a Christian to do So then we move to the challenge to advance, which it seems kind of like it has, it has some overlap for the call to action. But the idea that you would let us go up at once and occupy it. It's not just a call to action. Let us go up and do a thing. But you're going to occupy. You're going to expand the territory. So it's not just, you know, the call to action isn't just to go get people saved but to go get people saved and then train them to also save others to to expand the territory to expand places that the gospel can reach so it's not just any kind of action and it's not short-sighted action but it's always one that's going to have a long-term advancement to expand the the influence of the kingdom and then the final point the challenge of urgency because Caleb says, let us go at once. 
the the idea that this is an important urgent call the supplemental passage for this one is Romans 13:12 the night is far gone and the day is at hand so let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light right now the idea that now today today is all you have and so you need to find something you can do this day this week this month to make the kingdom's influence expand to to spread the gospel if you're sending then send well if you're going then go well and then the the verse to kind of bring it around and bring it back towards um, the uh, the altar call is uh, John 4.35 oh no it's a another supplemental verse used for the urgency is John 4.35 do you not say there are yet four months then comes the harvest look I tell you lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest Jesus is talking to his disciples and painting the sense of urgency with which they need to go and preach and share the gospel with other people. It's not at a point in the... In Jesus' life, it's not at a point where there is sort of a gospel yet. This is one of those one-liners that he kind of drops along the way throughout the Gospels, knowing that later it's, it'll be called as Apostles of Remembrance, and they'll go, oh, right, we need to do that now. A lot of Jesus' teaching was for after he wasn't around anymore. So that's, that's the big call, though. Cooperate, act, and advance now. You need to do those things now. And uh, then Pastor Bill started talking about mission statements, and I had a hard time figuring out how that connected to the, the main core of the sermon. But he, he didn't use this exact phrasing, but this phrasing jumped into my head because of how he was talking around it. But um, Oh, he was contrasting mission statements with action, talking about how it used to be there was, a, there was a big buzz in popular culture about you had to have a mission statement, your church had to have one, organization had to have a mission statement, mission statement. But a lot of those were just words. And Pastor Bill's point was you need to have actions and write actions. So it's not about a mission statement, but your mission should make a statement. And then he brings it around back home with Acts 10, verse 38. Where Paul is... Uh, making an argument, he's making a case for the gospel, and it's it's one of his his points along the way. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And so this final point then, being that as followers of Christ, we have his Holy Spirit, and we have that power to go about doing good, and God is with us. And that's kind of the point he brings it, turns around to the altar call, and ends the sermon. Now, I don't have a lot to say about this sermon as far as things I would change. Uh, it was actually kind of, you know, challenging to me. It's, it's always 
good to have a good hooah, let's go do stuff uh, sermon. Uh, the entire sermon, all I could think of was the quote from The Princess Bride, where uh, Wesley says, we are men of action, lies do not become us. Such a good line. Such a good line. I'm sure if the pastor was a millennial, he would have used it in the sermon. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, I felt this sermon really spoke to me because this is a lot of what I'm trying to do through this anchor station. And also, this coming weekend, I'm going on a, a thing called the Extreme Church Makeover that the Assemblies of God Potomac District Men's Ministry puts on, where we go out and find a, an underprivileged church and we renovate them over the span of a three days, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, just a whole bunch of volunteers descend on this little church and we we make it over. They're unrecognizable after we get through. It's awesome. And uh, I was just consistently reminded also throughout the sermon of uh, James, the end of chapter 2, where it says, do you not know face without works is dead? And that, that whole spiel that James does where he says, um, you know, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works. I will show you my faith by my works. Um, the Bible has always called people to action. And in Ephesians uh, 2, 8, and 9, everybody quotes that, you know, for by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. And they always stop short of the the, the, the 9, 9, 10, 11 section where it's, for you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which were prepared beforehand to do good works. So it's the, the gospel has always been about being of action, uh, more action and less words, or words accompanied by action. So that's, that's really all I have to say about that. Um, I would like to take a brief second and ask for some prayer, because our Extreme Church makeover this year is in Charlottesville, Virginia. So that will be interesting. It's definitely going to be a good good time to minister. So just asking for prayers for safe travel, uh, protection while we, we do the work, and that we take every opportunity to minister in that while we are in that community. So that's all I have. A uh, quick reminder, the show notes are on the website at lead to live forward slash follow the leader that's lead the number two dot liv forward slash follow the leader you'll find the show notes there all verses used are the english standard version and you'll find the list of verses there will be hyperlinked through to blueletterbible.org as well as a an outline of what i talked about and i'd like to end with a question what are some ways that you can take action for jesus this week call in and let me know. Also, if you're thinking of a sermon you'd like to hear me review, please call in and recommend one. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Robert Pearson. Godspeed.